Welcome to Promocast Canada, the one and only show produced especially for Canada's promotional products community. Brought to you by the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and the President and CEO of PPPC, Jonathan Strauss. Let's talk shop. Hello and welcome to Promocast Canada. My name is Jonathan Strauss. I'm the President and CEO of the Promotional Products Professionals of Canada and welcome to our podcast. I'm excited to have with me today Laura Hansen. Laura is the President and CEO of Image Group in Vancouver, British Columbia. Laura, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. So Laura, when I joined PBBC, you were one of the first people I met. You were on the board of directors at the time and I had the, the fortunate opportunity to see you a lot until about 18 months ago. So how, how have you been for the last year and a half? Well, it's been an interesting year. I mean, you know, when you think about it, so much changed with COVID. Um, we had to, everything sort of quietened down, not much business. It was pretty shocking. Um, you know, a lot of customers were canceling orders, things like that. But gradually, you know, it's been getting back to normal if this is the new normal. So, Laura, let's go back to the beginning. You've been in the industry for almost 30 years, I think. Um, so you've seen some ups and downs. But take us back. How did you, how did you start Image Group and, and talk about, you know, the beginning and, and the evolution of your business? Well, how I started was I was working for my mom who had the flag shop. And so in those days, they did regalia as well. So the regalia was for the military and it would be crests and lapel pins and things that tied in with flags. So for that small portion of the business, I started focusing on that and that led into the promo products. We joined the industry, um, we became members. And in 1988, I bought that part of the business from her for $15,000. And I crazily thought that having my own business would give me more time with my kids who were little then. And how'd that work out for you, Laura? I think you were hinting <laughs> at it. Exactly. Well, as you know, you know, business, um, you know, can be day and night, but I used to have extra toy box at the office for the kids that were toys they didn't see at home. So... Uh, if I had to go in on weekends or, you know, work a bit later, they had things to play with. <laughs> the traditional small business story of Canada, right? Exactly. And so, Laura, you're, you, you know, you started off coming out of a family business and, and uh, grew from there. So tell us about uh, Image Group today. Well, you know, it's funny when when we I was first in the business, there was no, um, you know, we didn't have computers, obviously. So uh when we were first able to get a fax machine, it was awesome. But in the beginning, we had to just, you know, mail our orders to our suppliers and mail the letter set or the PMT with the art because there was no email to send things to transfer. So it was very different. So today it's, um, you know, obviously things happen much more quickly, but there's also more checks and balances in place. Turnaround for orders is quicker and things like that. And so, Laura, obviously, uh, the pandemic for, for a lot of people in the industry caused staffing to, to change. Uh, how does your staffing level and, and the kind of staff you have look today versus where it would have been if you and I were talking two years ago? Our staffing is pretty much the same. We did have to furlough a few people in the beginning when everything was shut down. 
But um, we were, what we did when COVID hit was we looked at all of our fixed costs to see what we could say, where we could have some savings of money. So we, for example, uh, we looked at our health benefits contract, our, um, we asked for a break in the rent from our, um, from our, um, our manager and we renegotiated our copier printer contracts, all that kind of thing. So then we were able to take advantage of the wage subsidy and we brought everybody back. So we have pretty much the same amount of staff as we did in the beginning. Which is great news. It's nice to hear when, uh, without getting into a political discussion, it's nice to hear when government programs, I think, work as intended. It sounds like that's the way it was for, for you and your team. Yes, the wage subsidy helped a lot um, and also the rent subsidy. And so I, I know Vancouver, British Columbia, the, you know, the pandemic lockdowns were different than much of the rest of Canada. Where are your staff working today and, and what did the last year and a half look like in terms of where your staff are working from and, and what might the future look like about, you know, your office and who's where? Yeah, well, I think in the right now uh, we've got about 50 percent working from home. Mostly the sales team can all work remotely. A couple of them do like to come into the office and we do have separate offices so they can, we can, you know, social distance here. Um, we, the mask mandate has just come back for indoors. So we are wearing masks, not in our own office spaces, but in, in the common areas. Um, so, yeah, so we just, uh, I find that it might stay that way, like that people will have the choice to work from home or come in. And it's nice to have that flexibility. Some people prefer it, they save on the commute. So that's a good thing. Laura, as a leader, and I've, I've asked this question of leaders in, in every industry and you know friends I, I see on the street even, as a leader, how have you managed a team that you used to see in most cases every day or, or regularly to a team that you didn't get a chance to, to physically be with uh, on a daily or weekly basis. How, how have you managed that? What have you learned uh, through that change? Uh, well, what I did was when we were mostly working from home, except for maybe four people coming into the office, I emailed everybody every day and gave a daily update. So it was, hi, it's Wednesday, the coffee's on at the office, and these are the people that are here, and this is what we're planning to do today. So that everybody kind of felt like they were in the loop. And then, of course, now our sales meetings are on Zoom, and so we can all, we're all um, together, just as the suppliers have, you know, transitioned to Zoom or some other sort of, you know, online. Uh, to stay connected. And um, yeah, so that really helped. And then we wanted to also reach out to our customers because we didn't want them to think that we weren't thinking about them or caring about them. So in the beginning, we phoned or emailed and then we did a small mail out to our customers with hand sanitizer that we could pop into an envelope. And, um, and then we've done a couple of other promotions. Recently, we did picnic blanket with um, uh, tumblers, a set of tumblers, so they could have uh, get together with their friends and family outdoors. And so the changes, the way you were connecting with staff and with customers, and I'm glad you brought the customers into the conversation too. What of those things do you think are going to stick around? And and what you know, what do you think looks like? You know, if, if half your team is is not necessarily in the office every day or regularly, how will you continue to connect with your team as well as with customers who you are not you're not seeing as regularly as you once did? 
Um, well, for the sales team and for the team that's working from home, we do stay connected online all day as we do in the past. I mean, sometimes someone will be two doors down from you, but they email you a question. <laughs> you probably have the same scenario where you work. But um, so we're staying in touch that way and we're still having our sales meetings and getting together for our customers. You know, it's funny, but since we're all um, we're all connected and we have search engines for our for sourcing product or we we hadn't seen them as much uh, recently before the pandemic, because once we put a face to a name and meet them, they're happy to just connect with us online. So it seems that we can send them rituals and ideas and quotes. And so we do tend to see them less. And that's one of the benefits of having show in-person show like tops, because it's another way for them to come and meet with us. So um, in a great setting. Right. Well, when we're hoping to see you again with your lots of your customers, you're one of our loyal supporters of Tops in Vancouver, and it's definitely on the agenda, on the radar, with more sort of details to follow for, for January and February. So we're, we're excited to do that again. So, Laura, you talked about, um, you know, sending virtuals to clients and working more electronically with clients. Did you make any investments in technology and any of those kinds of things that you hadn't already been doing during the last year and a half? Uh, well, we set up, apart from Zoom, we set up a couple of other um, online um, ways to connect that our customers were using. And so that if they wanted to have a meeting and, and they didn't use Zoom, we used something else, like we already had Microsoft Teams and, and there's a couple of others that we um, used so that we could just be, you know, it would be more comfortable for them. So we didn't have to switch them from something that they weren't using. So we did that and internally we uh, signed on with um, a company called Copilot AI for a few months and they uh, used LinkedIn to help us find leads and it really, they really helped us focus on getting leads and, uh, and it was trackable. So that was a really neat thing to do for a couple of months and it helped us reach out to, um, you know, getting new business. Well, that's great. So is there something you can share as, as tips for other people, whether they're sales in, in the sales side as a distributor or supplier or multi-line? What did you learn from that LinkedIn experience and that company you're working with? Anything that, that you would share with others that they might want to experiment with or look into? Yeah, like I found that the, um, the beauty of that was they're using your LinkedIn connections and they're going to all of your, not your first people that you're connected to, because obviously you know them, but your seconds. And so you can fine tune who you want to source like maybe you're looking for people in hr or maybe you're looking for people in marketing and you can um, also fine tune the size of the company would it be 5 to 15 people or 50 to 100 people and so you can they they put those parameters in place and then they go out and they select people that you should be connecting with and then you can reach out to them so it it was it was a it was a good thing to do when it was in the quieter times at the beginning of the pandemic. And so it sounds like it's something you'd recommend that that other people in the industry take a look at as, a, as something that may help them with their businesses then? Yes, I would definitely recommend it because it's just another way to um, look for leads for the people that may want to do business with you. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing that tip and something that you've learned. Laura, I know um, you're, you're, you and your team, all of you are known um, for being very loyal to your suppliers. Uh, I've seen it firsthand visiting your offices a couple of years ago in Vancouver. 
how has that changed for you? You know, I, you you always had either local reps or people visiting Vancouver coming to see you and your team. How is that? How has your relationship changed with suppliers, or has it? Maybe I shouldn't assume it has. Has anything changed in your relationship with suppliers um, as a result of not being together as often as you once were? Yeah, well, it is. You know, suppliers have done a really good job of finding ways to connect with us, whether they're just coming in the door to drop off samples or um, at uh, offering virtuals to us, but also they have set up meetings with us online and it's not quite as exciting as being in person, but it's still uh, working in the sense that we're getting to see the new products. Um, we're also, we're reaching out to suppliers to um, for self-promo and, and asking if they could help us with pricing, if we want to do a self-promo to our to our customers. So um, it, I think that has worked quite well. Now with uh, COVID, I know we're in the fourth wave, but we're starting to book a couple of hybrid meetings where we might have four or five people in the office and the supplier comes in and presents and then the rest will zoom in. So uh, we're just going to start to try that and see how it works. Oh, good. Well, I'll look forward to hearing an update from you on, on how that goes. What, thinking of suppliers and, and multi-line agents as well, what advice do you have to a, a new supplier who wants to get your attention and the attention of your team? What's the best way for somebody with a new product that they think Image Group should be selling? How do they best get your attention? Because I, there's, you know, we talk about people getting, you know, email after email after email is maybe not the best way. What advice do you have for somebody who wants to get your attention with an exciting new product? Um, well, I think that you're right about the emails. Like we do get inundated with so many emails. And if you're not familiar with the supplier, you tend to delete it. But um, I think once in a while, suppliers call, they call us. And so that way they can say who they are and leave the information if we don't pick up right away or talk to us and then follow up with an email. Or if the product is not too expensive, maybe they can send us a sample with information about it so we have a chance to take a look at it and have the rest of the team take a look at it. Well, great. Well, thanks for sharing those tips because I know it's suppliers when they're when they're new to the industry as a person or a new company entering the market, we, we often hear it's really can be really tough to break in. And so um, I know people appreciate those comments. And I always appreciate when others say what I sometimes say to staff, like the telephone's still there. It still works. You can use it. So I'm glad to hear that that's a, an effective way to connect with you and your colleagues. Yeah. In fact, we're doing that with our customers as well, because we know they also get a lot of emails. So picking up the phone and making a call like we used to do before we had computers is <laughs> a good thing to do. Yeah. And sometimes those trends, right? You've got to go back to what worked in the past if it if something else isn't working today. So good good to know that, uh, that that's working for you. So Laura, we know um, from, from lots of people that Q4 2020 was just crazy busy, uh, lots of activity. And so what have you done uh, as a team and with your customers to prepare for the end of the year for holiday gift giving and year end? Have you, is this something you've been working on already for months? Um, well, what we're doing is we're looking at, um, we're sending out e-flyers to our customers of products that we think that will uh, work for them. And we're also uh, preparing another self-promote for our customers for fall. And 
uh, towards year end items that they may use. So in that sense, we like to be a little bit directional. We like to give them ideas that we think are going to fit. I mean, we hope that we've, we're on track with that. And we also like to give them items, show them items that there's stock because there have been some issues with stock. So if we believe that there's going to be plenty of stock in some items, then we'll definitely show them to our customers. And I was going to get to, and we will get to supply chain and, and challenges with inventory, but I want to know what's in your self, what, what self promo items are going out from image group this fall? What's in your holiday flyer? What, what do you and your team are, what are you most excited about for holiday gifts and year end gifts this year? Well, Right now, what we're working on is kind of a back to school, back to work idea. And so we're thinking of, I mean, I think that because of the pandemic, a lot of people are set up from home and they may not go back to work. Some people may be itching to get back into the office, but some may be happy working from home or in a hybrid sense at back at work a couple of days a week and at home. So we're thinking of products that they could use at home or at the office so for example at home it might be tech items that fit into the small space they're using as their office at home now and things that just make it a little bit more convenient for them insulated tumblers at work we're thinking of uh, insulated lunch totes that they could have um, also things for uh, this time of year when we lose our sunshine flashlights and items that would be good for colder days, maybe blankets. So we're looking at all kinds of different things. And I am, we're also looking at how it will support them in a hybrid sense. Good, sounds like some good ideas there for, for people to think about as, as the year end approaches. So Laura, a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned um, recommending products that you know there's good inventory of. How have supply chain and, and supply shortages been affecting you already? And, and how are you getting ready for what could be a bit of a rocky period for the industry in terms of inventory levels? Yeah, so we're finding that it's not impossible to find product, but it's more work. So it's taking us more time when we're quoting our customers. We can't really just be cavalier and send out a quote without checking stock first, especially with apparel, because there's lots of gaps. And so uh, our suppliers, we've reached out to them and asked them if they can be more open with stock availability and also when stock's coming in so that we don't have to call them each time to say, we see there's no stock in this. Can you tell us when it's coming in? Because that's so time consuming. So, uh, and they've been really great in uh, posting stock and some of them are even emailing us every week to say what they've got in stock. And that's very helpful when we're quoting our customers. And what are you, you talked about it's getting harder. So uh, what, what are you doing to find alternative sources of product? Have you, have you changed the way you're doing some sourcing? Uh, well, we're just being more meticulous in our sourcing. So we're looking at the product, we're making sure there's stock, and then we're advising our customers, there's stock today, but there may not be stock a week from now. So if you if you like this product and you would like to order it, but you're thinking you may not want to order it for a couple of weeks, that may be too late. So just giving them a heads up that stock may not last so that they can prepare accordingly. And are you finding like, you know, in, in some senses, some customers might say that sounds like a pressure tactic to close a sale. So how are you finding customers responding to that? Well, I think they're aware as well. Most customers, I, I mean, if they're in manufacturing or if they're in any industry where they're bringing in product, 
they are probably are in the same boat with the supply chain struggles. So, and it's also been in the paper and on the news. So I think that a lot of them are aware of this situation and, you know, obviously we're gentle about it. We're, we're tr not trying to force them to buy the product, but if they are interested in it, we're just giving them a heads up that if they wait, it may be gone. Right. Well, that sounds like a good way to balance that. Um, and, and at the same time, price has been an issue, um, increasing prices. Um, I, I don't get as many emails from suppliers as you do, but I certainly see a lot of them. And I know that suppliers are, are facing lots of price pressure, especially on freight coming into, into North America. How are, how are you seeing pricing uh, affect things for you and for your customers? Yes, it's true. Pricing has gone up and is going to go up. And so all we can do is let our customers know, again, be you know transparent, let them know that pricing is volatile and we will get them the best pricing we can, but we don't really have much control over the situation. So just to give them a heads up that pricing is volatile. Right. And, and as you said about uh, supply chain, I mean, it's um, as somebody who's bought a few pieces of lumber and a few other things over the last couple of months, I know that you know they're they're more expensive than they were last year. So it is it is hitting all parts of the economy. So it's good to know your customers are recognizing that and uh, and not holding you accountable for all of that. Mm -hmm. So what do you think is what's next for for the industry? Do you think we've seen a lot of shifts um, recently? What what are the what do you see coming next for the promotional products industry in Canada? Well, I do think we do have some catching up to do in our industry with getting together in person. Everyone's kind of, you know, chomping at the bit for that. But we do have to be patient with the virus. And hopefully as our vaccines, more people are vaccinated, we can have more in-person meetings. You know, the virtual we and tops were great. I loved them, but it did make me realize how much I missed everybody. So um, again, you know, it's going to be nice to get together in person. And it might be that suppliers choose to do smaller focus groups with uh, distributors and maybe smaller get together meetings so that it's uh, people are more comfortable um, or perhaps hybrid where they have some people in person and some people, um, you know, on Zoom. Well, it seems that all of those things are all on the table and every conversation in the industry includes we want to get back together pause as soon as it's safe to do so that that seems to be you know the way things go so yeah. you know uh, our role and you've been a big part of it is is bringing the industry together creating that community and and uh, there's lots of excitement to do it and i think it's happening a little bit slowly you talked about seeing some suppliers in person so it, it is starting it seems yes it's starting yeah and so um, in terms of other things that, that may come in the future, are you looking at how technology plays a, a, a part in your business and the industry, um, the way you're doing sourcing? Do you see other things changing in the way you do business on a go forward basis? Um, I don't see a lot of things changing as to how we do business. I mean, I, the suppliers have been great supporting us and providing us uh, virtual samples to help us make our sales. And they're reaching out to us and saying, what more can we do? Is there anything else we can do for you? So it's great in that sense. I, I mean, I think that, um, you know, some of the things that we've started, that we sold a lot of like PPE, 
during the pandemic will stay with us because I think that we won't be as cavalier about germs ever again. So perhaps things like the hand sanitizer will never go away and it might always be a staple at trade shows and conferences. Well, good. And, and that seems to be the expectation that some of those items will continue to be with us. And you know what, there's there's some good to that too. Um, this industry, you know, for at least a few months was really saved by PPE. And so it, it, that is going to be one of the trends to really watch is how that continues going forward. So you mentioned, um, one of the things you've mentioned a couple of times is we, uh, our women's empowerment event. I know you're a longtime supporter of that. For, for a woman who's new to the industry or never been to WE, can you give them their pitch? Why should they be at WE next May? You know, WE is such an amazing event. It brings women together and women are so supportive of one another in these events. There's, we, there's lots of great speakers that can help you with your business, your sales, and the promo uh, products that we got, the, um, the swag bag, it was awesome. I mean, when I got back, I was so excited and I shared everything with the team and we put some of the items in the showroom. So I didn't keep everything. Just want you to know. Um, (laughs) But it but overall, it's a really, really great event. And it's not as large as, say, the whole, um, you know, PPPC convention. So it's a bit of a smaller setting where you have a chance to get to know more people and to mingle. I, I really recommend it. I always hear such positive things from our staff who, who are involved in the planning of it and have been able to participate uh, from the volunteer leaders and everybody involved. So it really is one of those real highlights of, of our year. And we were just so thrilled that the committee was able to put together a virtual event this year. We know that everybody missed the hugs and, and being together in person. But uh, as you said, they, the, the, the promo kit that went out in advance, uh, the box and uh, all the speakers, it, it really turned out to be one of the better virtual events that that people I know have been a part of in the last year. Yes. I mean, you probably see the feedback on it and um, yeah, it's, it's a great event. It's a great for connecting and networking with other women and sharing, you know, uh, stories about your business or about your sales about it. And they, they, they do make us do some scenarios on selling and, and different things, which is quite a hoot. So it's fun. Good. Well, I'm glad it's been both fun and valuable for you because it's a, uh, not, not always do you get both in the same experience. So it's good that that's worked out uh, for you. And I know I hear the same things from everybody. Our staff love being involved with it and participating, uh, not just planning. They really feel like it's it's a good learning experience for everybody. So that's so so important. Yeah, that's great. So Laura, as you, as you look to wrap up the year, um, how, how do you think the year ends for you compared to 2020 and even looking, you know, a little further back at 2019? Well, 2019 um, was, 2020 started out, 2019 wasn't a huge year in sales for us, but 2020 started out gangbusters, um, you know, and we were so excited for the, at the first quarter that we were doing so well, and then everything kind of stopped in 2020. So now we're looking, we're growing back, our sales are increasing, we're very optimistic. Um, I realized that our industry is still affected by the lack of events and that we're that we count on to uh, provide products to. But I think that gradually all that will come back. And so we've just found that our sales have been increasing. So we're we're pleased with our progress. Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that things are improving again. And that, you know, that seems to be the, what I'm hearing from more people that I'm not. And that, you know, there's starts and stops, unfortunately, depending on, on what's happening during the pandemic in that particular time or region. But 
it, it seems that there's optimism. And so um, that, you know, that's, I think that's what we all need today. Yeah, for sure. The optimism. So, and I think just that we're able to get out and about more and, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to getting on a plane and going somewhere. <laughs> it's been so long that I haven't traveled anywhere for, for business or pleasure. So yeah, I know that we, people are, you know, some people are anxious about that, but, um, I'll be really glad when we get this pandemic under control so we can get back to our normal crazy selves. Yeah, well, I think it's what we're all looking forward to. I know I look forward to seeing you and your colleagues in Vancouver again, hopefully uh, in February. And so, Laura, listen, I want to thank you for, for joining us. As you know, this podcast is relatively new for us. And uh, my goal is to connect with respected Canadian leaders in the industry. And you are absolutely one of those. So I want to thank you for taking the time to connect today. Thanks, Jonathan. It was great talking to you. All right. Well, thank you to Laura Hansen from Image Group in Vancouver for joining us today. This is Promocast Canada, the podcast of promotional products professionals of Canada. And tune in every second week for a new episode of our podcast. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to Promocast Canada. Stay tuned for future episodes featuring more of Canada's promo leaders. 